0: I
1: had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself and there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail. this is the final word t20 World Cup daily day 24 second semi-final day England played India at Adelaide Oval uh, crowds of people still streaming out still hanging around not sure what they're doing not sure what they're up to not sure what they will be up to later Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins the show is brought to you by Seba super making hard work pay off now Adam is going to tell you about tonight's semi-final and he's going to do so as we do on this show in the space of 30 seconds. Uh,
0: India get the chance to bat first. They're sluggish in the first 10. Coley gets the 50 from 40 balls. At one stage, Pandya is 13 from 15. Looks like a retire-out candidate. Hits 50 from his next 17. Gets them to 168. Looks like a winning score. Wasn't a winning score. England make it. None down with Butler and Hales making 80 and 86 respectively inside 16 overs. A stunning result in the second semi-final.
1: A stunning result because England have looked pretty ordinary over the last couple of weeks. They haven't clicked. uh, They haven't hit their stride. And... The one thing that has worked for them is that Alex Hales has made runs and Josh Butler on occasion has well, one inning certainly made made some runs quickly. They've been the players like The middle order has been the real problem for England. The openers have been the solution. Yeah. And today they went absolutely full tilt, bollocks out, crazy, stark, raving, naked, mad, and thrashed India by ten wickets. It it's hard to get my head around that. I thought at the halfway mark I thought one sixty eight, England should chase it. They're still A reasonable candidate to bugger this up and not only did they not bugger it up they unbuggered it in the most spectacular straightforward fashion
0: so 168 was the average winning score for a side batting first to adelaide it was more more than enough in the games that we've seen here through the tournament where batting first has been suicide's advantage and england have a middle order where no player has made it has made more than 60 runs cumulatively through Mm. cumulatively i'll try that again uh, through the super 12 stage i reckon they've made this kind of calculated view at the halfway mark, two senior players in Hales and Butler played a lot of cricket. They've been playing international cricket both for more than a decade, albeit with a few years out uh, for Hales there before this World Cup, mm-hmm. unexpectedly getting called into the squad. I reckon they've probably said to each other, it's you and me, <laughs> we're going to give it everything inside the power play, and let's just see where we end up. If we have to lean back and leave it to others, we may not. And in the end, it's the most, I mean, it's the most brutal assault since the 1989 second semi-final, Britain on Van der I mean, it is absolutely punishing. Uh, the way that they come out in the power play, what they hit, 63, the fourth highest power play of the competition. Uh, it's the highest opening stand ever for England in T20 international cricket. Yep. Uh, Hales hit five sixes and one four inside his half century, hit a few more after that. Butler actually caught up with him. He hit 28 of the next 29 runs or something like that once once Hales made it to 80. So he finishes in the 80s as well and denied Hales what would have okay. been uh, a, a ton he certainly deserved. But... Goodness me, uh, I, I have so much admiration for them making that call that no, no mm-hmm. it's going to be us tonight.
1: Yep. And had they had another four overs, they might have put on 200 or more. Who knows? Yeah, and, absolutely. And pushed up towards that Afghanistan record at the top of the list with 236. As you tell us,
0: Isaiah, you're next. Yeah, you're in, you're, you're in the sights.
1: <laughs> um, let's talk about India because, and, and, you know, I think we need to be straightforward with this. India, we're bloody terrible today. They were dogs, bollocks, awful today. 62 runs off the first 10 overs. Was I watching New Zealand wearing blue shirts? Was that New Zealand from last night playing as horribly as New Zealand did? New Zealand 59 off the first 10, India 62. Now, you can take a couple of things into account. Yep, Kale Rahul gets out, gets a nice lifter from Chris Wokes and edges it. That happens. That can happen. Uh, The ball's swinging a bit. Sam Curran got it to swing in the third over. Wokes got it to swing a little bit. You've got to be a bit watchful, maybe in the first two or three, when it's moving slightly. But from there, when you've got Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli together, players of that experience, the stodgy stop-start way that they went about it, the inability to, or unwillingness to attack most of the deliveries, there were occasional attacking shots. Kohli comes out and plays an early extra cover drive for six. Masterful drive. Beautiful shot. He
0: plays that and you think, right. He's on. He he might just be on today. Yep. And look, he probably needed someone to go with him. And losing Rowett, as he did for 27 from 28, again, a strike rate under 100 it was a feature of much of his tournament and that
1: included about four different big slogs that brought him boundaries that were unconvincing boundaries where he was like god i've got to try to hit it to the fence and managed to do it and even so it was everything that happened in between times it was the inability to do anything other than nudge a single into the gap it was the defensive shots to decent deliveries that didn't necessarily need to be treated with that much respect how do you have two players who've got so much ipl experience where you know that your job in the power play is to attack the bowling the field is up you hit over the top of the field that is your single job that is your only job as an opener your opener isn't to nurse it through the power play and end up at 38 for one after six overs that's not your job that is you failing to do your job it's it staggers me like I cannot actually get my head around how players with that much experience and ability can be that shit ass at what they're doing
0: I think they've hedged a little bit Cole he's probably thought right if I bat through as I have a few times in the tournament remember he rattled off his fourth half century of the comp tonight only Barbara Azam and Matthew Hayden have achieved that in a T20 World Cup if I bat through Assyria Kumar Yadav goes with me Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to get 180 in the end Hardik Pandya I mentioned in the summary 13 from 15 couldn't hit the bloody thing Uh, he was genuinely like looking like a wicket a ball sorry a dismissal a ball candidate so unconvincing was his stroke play Uh, and Rishabh Pant not sent in at that juncture you're thinking that's a bad call from there 50 from 17 he was just exceptional 168 flatism Mm -hmm. it's not often you're to see a guy finish with a flurry like that taking down Sam Curran. who'd only conceded one boundary in all his power play deliveries until tonight that didn't work Hardik Pandya takes advantage of it everything goes right at the end two big sixes I think it was to finish their 20. Um, But even with that it felt like because Coley didn't work tonight, didn't come off, out as soon as he made 50. And Surya Kumar Yadav, out to Adil Rashid, we haven't mentioned him yet. Well, we'll get to it. I mean, we'll if, if you, it. You, Be- I mean obviously, he- Hales and Butler are the players of the match, one or the other, but you could probably form a case if you wanted to. Adil Rashid's the player of the match. Yeah. One for 20, to shut down Kohli when he mm-hmm. did, to get Surya Kumar Yadav, who was the batter of the tournament coming into tonight, yep. caught at deep extra cover, or sorry, it was a deep cover point. The yep. ball after Joss Butler changed Phil Salt to move him around there from backward point. Mm-hmm. You know, it was that kind of night for Joss. Everything he touched in terms of bowling changes seemed to be right. Uh, and, and they end up, you know, one six eight. they would have been gutted with. Yep. But, yeah, then comes the onslaught. And,
1: yeah, so much of it was on. Yeah, So I got the feeling that th- there was some sense to Coley's approach, which was, all right, I'm going to stick it out. SKY is going to come down the other end, then it'll be Pandya, then it'll be Punt, if yep. wickets fall, and those guys can do the crazy stuff, and I'll just be here, right? And there was a certain amount of sense to that um, in the second 10. And Surya Kamiyata does his best. He hits a six and a four, and then he's out the first, you know, next the, over, yeah. first ball of the next over. And that's, that's the big one. And that's Adil Rashid's last over as well. So he's already bowled three right. very frugal yeah. overs to that point. He gives it a lot of. Uh, flight, he slows the ball up, he loops it, he spins it away, um, and SKY has already given himself some room, He stepped away towards leg stump, so he really has to reach for it. Big outside edge, slices it up short, that happens as well. Like You've, you've got to be willing to take the risk of going after mm. the bowling, and he was, he was doing the right thing. Uh, but it, So it wasn't so much about what happened through the last 10 with Coley, but it was what happened through the first 10. The fact that they get to the halfway mark at a runner ball, I mean, that is... Quintessentially not good enough in T20 cricket. It's kind of yeah. what they
0: did against Bangladesh, isn't yep. it? Like they got to the halfway mark, even with the the 32-ball 50. I think it was from KL Rahul. Yep. They were they were they were nursing themselves to yep. that halfway mark, and yeah, kind of hedging. I said it before that one of the big dogs comes off. And it just didn't Mm. work tonight. I I mean, it did to an extent, but not to the point where you're going to beat England if they fire with the bat. You've got to expect that in Mm. a semi-final, your opposition are allowed to play good cricket. And so England did.
1: I want to throw this this one in there. Four different overs during India's batting innings. They score a four or a six off the first ball of the over and then bugger all after that. So the first over of the match um, gets driven for four. Uh, The first ball of the match gets driven for four. Two runs off the rest of the over. Uh, in the fourth over, hits Wokes for six first ball, three runs off the bat for the rest of the over. Uh, the sixth over, Rashid goes for four first ball, three runs off the bat after that. Um, and then later on in the 17th, I think it was, it was Pandya hits the first ball of the over for six, and then there are five runs off the bat after that.
0: Well, you, you'll detect the contrast there. I'm sure that England on three or maybe four occasions hit sixes from the first ball of an over, which again, and if, and if you hit a six early on or you hit a then, boundary early, then early on... press home the advantage. Press home the advantage, that's right. This isn't like... 1990s one day cricket where yep. if you hit a boundary in the over you're like right we've got well, our four done. we've got our four for the over yeah. we'll just make sure we have a crack in the next over Yeah. so, so <laughs> games change add those
1: numbers up right those first four deliveries those, first, those four first balls of the over you get 20 runs off those the other 20 balls in those four overs yielded 13 runs that's pretty much where India lose the game because they're not willing to take the risk to press home the advantage. They're trying to play it safe. They're saying, oh, well, if we can just kind of knock it around and, and, and hit out late. But you're relying on Hardik Pandya playing an absolutely crazy, glorious, mad yeah, innings. I brilliant. mean, it was spectacular. From nowhere. And he was incredible. I mean, the, the baseball shot that he plays that's just all wrist that somehow cracks it flat over deep square leg. The Yorker that follows up. Now, Chris Jordan in the previous over has bowled us in-swinging mm. Yorker to Coley that's railed him on the ankle he's fallen over like the full bit the full in-swinging Yorker flat on his face the umpire I think has given it not out Paul Rafa because he thinks that Coley's edged edge. it yeah. hasn't edged it and it's umpire's call on leg stump so if he'd known that he hadn't edged it I think he would have given it out on the field so Jordan doesn't get that success. He bowls basically the same ball to Hardik Pandya, who puts it in the crowd over deep backwards square leg. How do you do that? I mean the swing of the bat, the cleanness of the pickup, two sixes in the over, he played a far better innings than anyone had any right to play basically at that point and even that only gets them to one six eight.
0: Yeah I reckon that, that comes from a place of him realising that he has to just go, like if you're 13 from 15 and there's five overs to go and I think by that mm-hmm. point yeah, of course, Coley's out. Well and truly by that yep. point, he's out in, in, in the in the um, just before halfway or just after halfway. You, you kind of got no choice. You were duty bound in in mm-hmm. position okay. to just start swinging, and maybe he was liberated by that to an extent, given how tough it's been for him through the World Cup so far. That 40-odd against Pakistan, which nearly proved to be counterproductive, given the strike rate he went at in that chase. He's never really fired a shot. He's certainly not as fluent as the Hardik Pandya. We remember at the SCG a couple of years ago, making an unbeaten 70 from 30 balls to win Mm. a T20 against Australia. So, yeah, maybe it was just the fact that he was so far behind in the count, he's like, I've just got to swing... You know, and there have been players who have told those stories before that when you, when you kind of stop worrying about getting out, it can b- bring upon some of your best cricket.
1: Trust your swing, isn't that Jim Maxwell's motto for, for life? Much. Yeah. The universe and everything. And the thing is with Pandya, he is often the kind of player who needs 10 or 15 balls. And you know, I saw a lot of comment about why are they sending him in ahead of Rishabh, who's supposed to be there to attack spinners and all the rest of it. Well, because Hardik Pandya needs a bit more time. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's got to come, If he's coming in with half a dozen overs to go, you, you can't really risk him coming in with three overs to go because that you're not going to get the best out of him. If you can give him 10 balls to have a cider and get himself set, then he middles it much more cleanly after that. And we've seen him do that many times before.
0: Yeah, there's another part of this really, zooming back a little bit, and I'm mindful of not using tonight as a microcosm for all T20 cricket around the world either. So let's mm-hmm. be careful how we frame this. But um, India have... Made tactical errors in their biggest game of the you know the World Cup cycle, a semi-final elimination game against a, an old rival in England. You know you mentioned it before. Halfway mark 62, they're in a hole. They've got to find a way to do something special. Pandya does doesn't go right with the ball, but you know England, which has an inferior system on paper. I mean the IPL is the most lucrative competition in the world. It's changed the entire way that cricket is scheduled and, and thought about I and mean, it's there's going to be more than hundred IPL games in a couple of years from now it'll be a, a four 90, month five 94, month we'll be 94, sorry. 94, yeah. it'll be a five month competition soon enough all of cricket gravitates yeah. around the IPL yet yeah, they won the thing in 07 yeah and they're going to go and never since 15 years to now that isn't I'm not, I'm not saying it's correlative or sorry that it's causative no. but it's certainly correlative I haven't you how know, is
1: that IPL full of openness like Ishan Kishan true. like Devduk yep. Patakal like Kale Rahul is done as an opener many times, like Rohit Sharma has done as an opener many times. How is it full of openers who know that their job is to lash the shit out of the ball during the power play and
0: then they come
1: and play for India and
0: don't do it? Well maybe even two players that have used the IPL as a finishing school, really one player and Josh Butler. Josh Butler post-2018 when he really kind of finds Mm. the cheat codes, if you like, to the IPL is a very different cricketer for England across the board. He's far more consistent in his um, strategic hitting, if that makes sense, what I mean, in the power play as a T20 selective hitting, yeah. Yeah, he's become a much better T20 opener and a much better 50 over finisher Mm -hmm. and I think all of that comes back to the experiences he's accrued playing in the Indian Premier League. That's interesting to me that the IPL has built Joss Butler version 2, if you want to call it that and he's the reason, along with Alex Hales, who by the way, used the Big Bash for similar reasons Two mm-hmm. seasons ago in the Big Bash, Hales led the country with 540 something runs, yep. hit 36s, right? He knows how to hit long bombs on Australian grounds. Mm-hmm. World Cups here, mm-hmm. good selection. Uh, you of know, horses for courses, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Plenty of sixes from him tonight, but also the way Butler starts. So first over, Kumar, yep. Butler goes through the covers twice for four, off his pads for four. He's not trying a massive mo. He's not sort of, you know, Tendulkar in the 03 final, just <laughs> no. having a hack across the line and trying to bash something to midweek it to get things going. He's Good reference. Sens- sensibly and selectively hitting because he's not freaked out about the chase. But he knows if we take a bunch off the first over, they end up with 13 off the first over, they're on their way. They end up with 63 off the power play, they're going at better than 10 and over. They end up with 98 by the halfway mark, 10 overs, they're going up 10 and over basically for the first 10. And, and the, the players, game's over. Yeah, well, The Indian game's players wouldn't have been
0: point. immune to sort of, say, well not, I say immune, they would have detected on the scoreboard, we certainly yeah. were. The gap between where India were at the same time in England mm-hmm. was growing by the over. Oh, yeah. Use the WinViz metric, and I know that, that comes under some criticism from time to time. They were 51-49 India ahead yep. at the start. Within four overs, England were up to seventy yep. seven percent because they took the initiative. Again, I, I think it comes down to and I'll be interested to hear from Josh Butler and Alex Hales in their mm-hmm. in their post game press conferences as to if they're probed on this, whether they had a conversation about, you know, kind of the sort of fuck it thing we hear with Josh Butler. Sometimes yeah. he just goes, today is the day I need to really go and set the tone yep. and let and and, and be the one who defines the game and be massive and tonight he he was doing that but equally he was the one riding shotgun it was Mm. Hales going really long and taking those calculated risks I know Tim Wigmore has written a lot about how important six hitting is as a percentage of balls faced in Mm -hmm. T20 and how that can be such a difference yep. for, for players with their strike rate yep. that's precisely what Hales does and, and get, it takes and getting, pressure off butler
1: getting on top of every player early so muhammad shami comes on to bowl yeah. second ball of the over i think Hales, he's had a great Hales, world
0: cup shami's not played t20 yep. cricket for a year his economy rate in this tournament is six. First over goes for 15 i think it was be,
1: yeah because his first or second ball goes for six Hales hits yeah. him down the ground long you know over long off for six follows up with the four you know a bit top edgy but slashes it away past the keeper yep. they're on top of every indian bowler as soon as they start and so there was basically no way that england were losing that after about six overs you went well even if someone gets out here they've taken enough of a bite out of it that the rest of them should be able to do it so uh, they've suddenly produced the goods at, at the best possible time final question what doing with India at the pointy end of global tournaments so they won the World Cup at home in 2011 2014 T20 World Cup final um, botched that against Sri Lanka 2015 out in the semis here in the 50 over World Cup 2016 out in the semis of their home T20 World Cup when the West Indies bashed them up 2017 Pakistan beat them in the Champions Trophy final Mm -hmm. Pakazaman takes them apart uh, 2019, they get done over two days, the, the long, slow, the, the Paul Keating, I'm going to do, gonna do you slowly. <laughs> slowly by New Zealand, um, who, who swing them out and have them basically cooked by the time the first day's called off, where they're, I think they're four down for 40 or whatever it is at that stage. Uh, 2021, they don't get out of the group stage. Uh, 2020, they lose the World Test Championship final. And then we're here in 2022, and again, they're the team out of the last four who are probably most qualified to make it, who have the pedigree. You look at them on paper and say, well, they've got all of these players with all this experience. They should be able to do the job against England, who've struggled, and against Pakistan, who've been very erratic. And they're out. Why are they always out? How How is it that the, the, most, the best resource team in the world can't win a global tournament?
0: I suppose you see it with sporting organisations over generations. It's not the same players, but it can kind of, that, that pressure can transfer from one group to the next. I mean, you know, it's easy for us to talk about footy in St Kilda, for example. Like, you know, culture does, for whatever reason, you know, move often from one group of players to the next with the pressure put upon their shoulders. And with the Indian players, you can times that by, you know, a factor of 10, given mm. the sheer ferocity of the fandom uh, yeah. around the Indian cricket team, which is um, equaled by no other group of fans that I've ever seen in any sporting yeah. team. And when they fail, it's such a, a public thing. Coley's now played 250 games of T20 cricket without winning a major trophy. How's that possible for a man who tonight became the first ever to make 4,000 T20 international runs? Mm. Uh, it doesn't align. And, and often it doesn't with these you know countries or sides in domestic football or whatever it is, who, who appear to be dominant, have all the tools to win comps, but somehow find a way not to. We we spoke about South Africa only a few days ago, how they've never really had the chance to make it to to global finals, probably for for similar reasons above the shoulders. I'm not saying that that's everything, mm. but, but I don't think it's nothing either.
1: When, As in, when when the heat's really on, maybe that's what starts to creep into the I'm not, device, Yeah, again, you know?
0: You're never going to know for sure, are you? But yeah. I, I, I find it hard to believe that yeah. um, before tonight, I mean I it walked in here tonight, it was the loudest w- I've experienced I, I wasn't at the MCG the other week yep. that was as loud as I've experienced when Hardik was teeing off tonight. Uh-huh. I mean it is such an, an intense experience being yep. an Indian cricketer, it's not an excuse, it's just kind of like yep. trying to find a reason why um, yep. there is a disconnect between what they should be doing mm. on the global stage and what they do in bilateral cricket yep. and what they are struggling to do as you say in these global finals and tonight
1: was, was a mental masterclass from england i think yep. in terms of the pressure they put on they took risks like the risks underdogs too up.
0: no mark wood but the point
1: where uh where where hardik pandya while fielding turns around to the crowd and gives them the big g up he's yeah. like come on we outnumber them in the crowd let's get some noise going you know let's try to get get something happening here this is when england are about a hundred And the very next ball gets smashed for four. So everybody gets up and starts doing (laughs) it. Next ball goes for four and they all just go quiet again. And then the body language just disappeared from India. The shoulders were down. They were trudging around. And even Hardik Pandya, who would tried so hard to this point, gave up basically in the field in the last few overs. There were three or four times when he could have dived to try to stop a ball and he just didn't bother. He was like, ah, nah.
0: Well, were worth in, the there, were, there were a lot of Indian fans leaving quite early. I don't yeah. think there was a fire drill or, or anything like that. They were, they were kind of streaming out. Um, you don't sort of often see that, and, and the players must have detected that as well. That might be a good segue into our final word Hall of Fame before yep. we think a little bit about the final. That's for cbusuper.com.au. Uh, as you know, if you've watched or listened to this podcast across three and a bit weeks. uh, They have been in operation for 38 years. They do all sorts of good. They build the national savings. They invest their members funds, not for profits for shareholders, but for returns for their Mm -hmm. members. 8.88% on average has been that return across that 38 year cycle. Past performance may not be a reliable indicator of future performance, make no Mm -hmm. mistake. However, um, that is an impressive number and they're an impressive organisation. Get your super sorted out and by investing with Seabus, with your super, that contributes to building the nation as well, Mm -hmm. you know, in a more sort of altruistic, holistic way, your super, contributes to, to great investment especially in infrastructure it's a good
1: thing super we're all in this together it's we're called, all in this together it's called super for a reason uh, <laughs> hall of fame these are the most final word moments of the day i've got an anti-hall of fame for you okay um one thing that we're very privileged to have is that we get to rock up to cricket games and just walk in we don't have to yeah. think about tickets 165 bucks was the cheapest ticket i was told by somebody who did have to buy one tonight
0: what not not as in not a scalping?
1: No, like, uh, oh, like wow. the legit. $165, that's $4.12 per over. Imagine someone coming <laughs> around with a cup and saying, pop a fiver in after every over. So, if you so it's uh, I suppose it's,
0: it's $10 for every England over, nearly. Yeah. It was yeah, over well, inside yeah, 16.4 sure. overs as yeah. it happens as
1: well. <laughs> right, so it's about 5 bucks an over. Like, imagine someone asking you for a crisp fiver every time Six balls have been bowled because like that's it. what they're doing here tonight.
0: Anti hall of fame to start. I've got a couple of hall of famers. One Hardik Pandya getting out hit. wicket final ball. Yeah, like that of the innings. We don't see that too often. I couldn't quite work out how he how he managed he, it. He was he trying
1: to. He moved across to try to play one down the the leg side. It was on his leg stump. Missed it, and and his foot went back onto the off-stump.
0: Yeah, and I thought Jordan actually got out of that last over pretty well in, in the yeah. circumstances as well given that all was going on around him. Uh, there was a moment, Brat saw it, I didn't, so I'm, I'm trusting his okay. um, binoculars on this and why wouldn't you? Rat Coley picked up one of those um, four or six irons and sent it back wistfully into the crowd like an aeroplane and that sort of symbolised <laughs> India's hopes fading away as well
1: like the, the plastic bag in American Beauty he, he exactly. had his little camcorder out there I,
0: and also by the way the last six going over Coley's head Yeah, um, that, was that, that poignant. felt poignant as well it, it, look I'm, I'm not saying Coley won't be around in 2024 but I doubt it will be yeah. I doubt Ashwin will be I'm sure Dinesh Kartik uh, won't be in another World Cup cycle and Coley will be sort of there and thereabouts as a T20 player by then I mm. assume purely based on age yeah
1: yeah potentially so I mean he I I suspect with how fit he is, he'll still be there. Um, I I really liked uh, Hardik Pandya running out Rishabh Pant to get back on strike quite deliberately. (laughs) It was good. Rishabh, Misses one, uh, goes through to the keeper. He looks around. Hardik's three quarters of the way up the pitch already, and says, "You're, you're, you're having a run, champion." <laughs> um, pops it. This is in the last over. Yep. Pops him down the other end, and then immediately hits the next ball for six, like as if to say, uh, you know, gen- very much vindicating my decision. He was right. He was seeing them better than anybody, and he sent it out of the ground."
0: Uh, last bit of hall of fame, but not really hall of fame. Okay, I, I've got a couple. Oh, more. sorry. You keep yeah. going, then I'll jump in.
1: Okay. I like. There was the all-run four, thanks to oh, the yeah. um, the Indian field. I Can't remember who it was who picked it up, but missed the relay throw and they end up coming back for another two. Can't so have been many of them. When's the last all-run four in a T20 international? Tell us in the comments. Um, I liked Phil Salt coming in as the replacement player listed at first drop and not getting a hit in a run chase of 160. But did take
0: an important catch. Did yeah. make a contribution. TFC all the same.
1: Yep. And also that Bharat Sunderazen now has a Pakistan-England final to look forward to, which means that for the next three days he will walk around doing nothing but a Bill Laurie impression game. Up in the air!
0: Pakistan, win the World Cup! He's been
1: doing that all day and he will keep doing that all week. Okay.
0: Well, well, here's the thing, and, and you know, you've got to be a little bit careful about Melbourne forecast, so I'm not going to indulge too much in this, but at the moment, it is absolutely dire for Sunday. And let's just take it as assumed that it will remain dire. Okay. And on Monday, the three o'clock Greg start... Greg Dyer. Greg Dyer. Yeah. Greg Dyer. Don't claim the cash. On the, on the Monday, three o'clock start, also dire. Mm-hmm. Now... At the moment, as we've been told, I've seen an email from the ICC confirming this, they can't adjust the three o'clock start time on the Monday. Mm-hmm. That is to say, if the weather's fine at six o'clock, too bad, so sad, or seven o'clock, let's say, right. it'll be too late because the game will officially have been rained off and the trophy will be presented and shared. And shared. I think the ICC need to Not on convene, boundary countback. <laughs> they do need to convene a meeting of the board because if there is any way to play oh. that game across the two days. If I you can get it on at
1: midday, get it on.
0: Well, well, I mean, even midday on Sunday. I know that's probably not going to happen because of the Indian TV audience. But I think they need to show a degree of latitude because what's worse, having a game at an, yeah. at a, at an inconvenient time. Yep or ending one. up in a situation where you're presenting the trophy in the you know the Bill Laurie mm-hmm. underground nets when it's teeming down with rain at yeah. 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday when they're both going to hold it up together. Nobody wants that. Yes, it would be funny. Yep. Yes, we would laugh at that. But we'd rather a final, like the 77,000 yeah. that showed up at the MCG 30 years ago right. for England-Pakistan for that final. Let's have 77,000 more. I hope the Melbourne crowd buy the tickets and rock up, and I'm sure they will because I know they haven't, have been great attendances for these, for these games with the exception of India games through the comp and last night a good crowd at Sydney. But uh, this is different. It's a World Cup final. Mm. Get down melburnians on Sunday and or Monday.
1: Well, if an Indian TV audience, inconvenienced by the time, wants one thing, it's for Pakistan to not win. <laughs> so if the trophy is shared, then Pakistan win the trophy. Like, True. There's no way around it. You've got to try to get a game on in order to avoid that that uh, eventuality.
0: CBusSuper.com.au thank you so much, so much for their support through the World Cup so far. If you haven't as yet and you're in Australia, jump on there, sort out your super, tell them that this bloke and this bloke sent you. Mm-hmm. Day 24, that's it. England victorious by 10 wickets. They're bolstered in. Speak to you from the cricket ground. Actually, no, we won't. We're going to we do We will a talk preview. to you on Friday night mm-hmm. from uh, Green's Johnny House Johnny, Johnny Green,
1: Johnny's Greenhouse Johnny's, Johnny Green's House Johnny
0: Green's House that's in Carlton, Carlton. Da, 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 da. Uh, we're going to be there from say 6.30ish for a beer yep. we'll record a World Cup preview thanks to Visit Vic uh, afterwards mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll probably stay around for a couple more Shandy so if you want to see us uh, just come don't be shy come yeah, and say hello that's up. how that's how most people meet us they rock up and say hey you make that podcast I like let's have a drink mm-hmm.
1: or they say you make that podcast I don't like let's fight <laughs> so either way we'll see you
0: there bye. So you know
1: what I meant I had to bye